The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome to Strike Point, and this week we are live again. We had a couple of weeks with uh, reruns. First, I was getting uh, getting the flu, and then uh, then we had an issue with Dave uh, last week. Uh, messed up some time, and we don't, we're not going to go go into that. Uh, Dave unfortunately has lost his uh, computer um, and have no connection at home. So uh, today we are having Jason Duke with us which is very nice. Jason's been around a few times before, so uh, welcome, Jason. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And so, always a pleasure um, to be here. Today, Jason and me are going to do this uh, show, and as I said, it's February 5, and um, we're live on Strike Point. So uh, we put together a small program for you today. Um, the main thing we're going to talk about a lot of uh, a lot of the time on the show today is reputation management. If you're not familiar with uh, the term in relation to search, what we're talking about is the fact that a lot of companies are, you know, having a lot of bad search results on searches for their name or their brand names or their product names, things like that. We're going to talk a whole lot about that today. How that whole uh, process of managing a brand in search is evolving these days. And um, we got a couple of things that I was actually listed for last week's show, but um, since we had to do that rerun, I guess we're going to do most of that today. Um, Google's been announcing a new anti-Google bombing filter. Once again, one of those great filters that can do all the miracles. And apparently something has happened, but... Um, we're going, to, we're going to talk a little more about what actually has happened and um, why there may not actually be any filters in place. More about that in a few minutes. Uh, we'll talk, uh, hopefully we get time to talk a little bit about Alexa metrics. I know we've been talking about that before on this show, um, but it's just they it came up again in some discussions uh, I was involved in recently about how easy Alexa data is to manipulate and uh, why to manipulate it, um, and who is valuing the Alexa metrics data. Uh, because it apparently more and more services, um, link trading services, uh, uh, website evaluation services, etc., are using the Alexa data, Alexa data to put some kind of value on a website. So then, of course, it becomes interesting how to manipulate it. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, in just a few minutes. And then we got a few more little things, and we're, of course, going to talk about um, the coming show, Search Engine Strategies, in London next week. It's the big show of Europe. It's um, the time that we always enjoy, us Europeans, um, and I guess you're going to be there too, Jason. Oh, I am indeed. It's really local for me, to the point of it's... Uh, six or seven minutes journey down the road in East London, the wonderful, huge Excel centre. Uh, it couldn't be more convenient, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, but, but, you know, even even for me that I have to travel to London, it's, 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 a, it's a lot easier and a, and a, and a lot cheaper than, than, than taking all the way to San Francisco or Chicago. So it's always a pleasure to do the European shows. And uh, the London show has turned out in, in the recent couple of years, maybe three years, turn out to be just bigger and bigger and better and better. And now, I mean, if, if you go back five, six years, uh, the London show was considerably smaller than uh, the, the, the U.S. shows. Uh, it's still smaller, but it's a, it's a very big conference now. Uh, there's a lot of interesting uh, sessions going on. 
we'll talk more about that in a minute. But before we take a break, uh, um, I'd like to uh, just um, catch up with you, Jason, because you've been away from StrikePoint uh, some month, and uh, what you've been up to? What's uh, what's going on in your end of um, the road? Oh, it's pretty much the same, I'm afraid to say. You know, a bit of spam here, a bit of spam there. Um, some new interesting things we've been finding out with the research that we do uh, quite heavily, I think that's fair to say, um, with regard to the search engines. I'm a daddy, if for those of you that didn't know, again, um, I've got a five-month-old daughter with me now, Lauren. She's taken up a lot of time. And actually, you know what's the biggest thing? And you all know, I know you know, Mikkel, it's the sleep thing. You know, what's the answer? Get them through the night. Is it a scotch instead of milk for them? Could that be the answer? Yeah, I don't know. A bit of whiskey in the milk. I think that will do the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can also, if you dip uh, a teddy bear in either, it works as well. Okay, okay, we could go the full hog and, you know, just go from the hardcore drugs. But no, 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 enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> enough of that. Um, uh, do you think it's time for the first advert break, Mikkel? Yeah, I think we need to give the advertisers just a few minutes and... Um, Just stay with us. We'll be back in a few seconds. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8. A compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe.com or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code WebmasterRadio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Want traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point uh, with Jason Duke this time and Mikkel Demip as always. Um, and we're going to jump right into a chat about reputation management. And maybe, uh, Jason, you want to start out with a brief overview of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I've been happy to, Michael. Reputation management, when you're running a business or have a brand in any shape or form, whether that be on or offline, and someone says something that you don't necessarily agree with, whether it be true or not, uh, because it will damage your brand, you need to manage your reputation. The thing being is that with the search engines, it's uh, not quite so clear-cut. Search engine optimization specifically is considered by most a black heart at the best of times. But when you're a big corporate, you're used to spending money and realize that just by spending sheer cash, you can't phone up Google, you can't phone up Yahoo, you can't phone up Microsoft and say, take that web page that's currently ranking and says horrible things about me or my company or my products down. What can you do? Well, that's what reputation management is about, online specifically. Historically, um, managing your rep, so to speak, um, has been done in a more traditional, traditional gentlemanly 
calling favours in for for the print, for TV, for radio, and to a certain degree. You can take care of some of these things through relationships that you build. But what do you do when your brand and your business suffers because of something that is said online and it ranks? Now, Mikkel, I, I, I know that we both work with some large corporate clients. Um, I know that I've had, in the past, I've had phone calls from the CEOs and companies where they, they, have, they have a concern to do with a website that's ranking for a phrase that is related to their business, whether it be a senior executive or a product or the company name itself. I'm guessing you have as well, Michael. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, I think that there's at least a couple of different situations that, that I run into. Um, one of the situations that, that I see more and more often, actually just this January, I've been contacted uh, by t- uh, three, on, on three different cases, is um, when, when companies have identified a problem, they, 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 they have actually done their searches and they found some, some, uh, some websites that are ranking on the first page or maybe in the top of the first page or maybe, maybe top second page or something, at least uh, pages that they do not like because those pages are talking bad about them. And, and, you know, as you talk about, they may even, you know, those pages may not be, be, be uh, telling any lies or any false things about this company, just highlighting things they don't like to be highlighted, you know, let's put it like that, uh, yeah. and damaging their brands. So these companies have identified the problem, and they come to me and say, can you do something about this? Um, but the other kind of companies, and, and in fact, there's a lot more of that other kind, are the companies that don't have a clue. They don't know how their brand is perceived in search. Because in order to do that, I mean, the, the problem with search specifically is that it's not like a poster. It's not hanging out there. You cannot go and watch search results unless you know what to search for. So if you're not aware of how your target audience, how people that research you, people that want to buy from you, journalists, whoever, investors, whatever, search for you and your brands, you don't know what's out there. So, so you know, it, it takes a general um, knowledge about the whole search business before you can see if there's anything wrong. And I think the majority of companies out there don't know how they're perceived in search. If you ask companies, um, how is your reputation in search? People look at you exactly the same way they looked at me when I talked about SEO back in, in 97, 98, that was even before yeah. we called it search, uh, SEO. Uh, when you started talking about search marketing back then, people were like, oh, what are you talking about? And oh, the, I get the same face when I talk about search reputation management or, or search reputation uh, with most companies. So I think that that's another group. Mikkel, so, you're so right. You're so right. One of the things that you said there was that people don't get it. And it, the basics, which anybody can do, is the, the, the basics of search marketing itself, which is keyword research. What are the things that, with hindsight, could do you some damage, whether that be the name of the CEO, whether that be the name of a product, whether, whether the product be one that you, you sell already or are aiming to sell, would it be about a competitor um, damaging the industry as a whole and therefore reducing the, the market worth? The percentages stay the same, but the market itself gets smaller. There's a big thing here at the moment. We, unfortunately, have got for the first time in the UK a big bird flu outbreak. Now, if I were, it's been hit at the largest um, well-known brand here in the turkey business. Thank God for them, it didn't happen just before Christmas. Um, 250,000, I may be wrong on the numbers, turkeys have just been cold. But the Bernard Matthews brand is definitely going to have been damaged. Anyone who's a Brit that's listening knows what I say when I say it's beautiful. But to everyone else around the world, don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. It's, It's one of those things that will it hit online? They can do nothing about the disease that's hit them, as far as we know at the moment. But the problem with search is it can hang around for a long time. There's an old saying, and I'm sure it's going to be similar in Denmark or the US, but it's used over here. Today's news is tomorrow's fish and chips paper, meaning that it's just thrown away and no one cares about it. Well, that's true in the print business. 
in TV, it's not despite Google's, YouTube's and everybody else's attempts really hanging around that long. With the radio, other than the podcast, of course, on Webmaster Radio, it's, it's gone, it's disappeared. But the SERPs stay for a long while. And if you were searching or looking to invest or buy and you were searching for Bernard Matthews or Turkey or products like that, Bernard Matthews have got themselves a big, big, big long-term problem. If I was them, I'd start preparing in their marketing budget um, how to maintain and manage when they get over this crisis. But a penny to a pound, Michael, the guys in this huge, huge company haven't thought about it. And I'm not talking about just the guys at the senior level. There should be the guys that are worrying about the long-term problems they're going to have when the current crisis is over. Are they? I don't know. They haven't phoned me. Have they phoned you, Michael? No, they haven't phoned me yet. <laughs> but you know what? You're bringing up an interesting uh, third group of companies, and that's companies that are engaging in very risky business or business that have a higher risk profile at the moment, which you could say uh, 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 growing any kind of birds these days have a higher risk profile than it used to have uh, because of, 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 uh, of this disease. Um, and, and there are companies that are, are, are working very heavily to, um, to change the image or brand. I was working with a, a company that I cannot name, and you'll understand why in a minute, uh, a company I worked with in, in the U.S. that uh, had some brand issues. And they, so they, they did what, what all big companies do. They, they pulled in some brand experts and they built this brand campaign and came up with this slogan and stuff. And, and they pulled off an, uh, a very expensive brand campaign because brand campaigns are very expensive. The money spent on brands are very, very high. So anyway, they pulled this campaign on. And um, the second that the campaign was launched, you could go and do a search in Google for, for, for the headlines in this campaign. And number one was a site that had somehow stolen the creatives for that campaign and made fool of them, making a, a parody of, 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 the, of the campaign, totally spoiling it online. Uh, and they were number one. Uh, so, of course, there was some, you know, I don't know if it was criminal or what it was, but, of course, you're not allowed to steal other people's secret creatives. But the whole point was... They were targeting important key phrases for this brand campaign um, ahead of time, and the company that should have done it didn't do it. So I mean, You're very right. like the bird company in in UK, and I forgot the name of them already. But the bird company you just mentioned in the UK, they Bert, should Matthews, have Michael. predicted the fact that they could get hit by this virus, and they could have built something in 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 advance to maybe not, not maybe totally limit the damage of this, but they could have uh, uh, reduced the damage dramatically if they had prepared themselves for this. Well, let, let me just add to that. As I was talking about Bernard Matthews, which is the name of the company they've been hit with this flu virus. <laughs> a few more times. <laughs> if I run a search on Google, and I've got to take my hat off to a very sensible, quick-thinking organization, and it's an advert. Admittedly, it's an advert. We're not talking about organic, but... The advert says, can your business survive an avian, avian flu pandemic? Take our free survey. Now, the immediacy of picking up a keyword when no one else is bidding gone, I take my hat off to the guys over at fluplan.co.uk. Whoever's doing their, running their pay-per-click budget is their SEM advisor, whether it be in-house or out-house. That, that's a, a damn fine uh, piece of work they've on, done there. Anyone else who works in the uh, uh, contingency disaster recovering business, they'd be wise to look at what those guys are doing because they've done some good work. But it's actually a good, good example. I've done the yes. search. We've got at the top of the page, at least for a UK search, um, we've got one, two, three, four lines there, the four top stories that are there from the news, all related to the organics are pushed down. We've got adverts that are appearing on the right-hand side, no premium positions for me anyway, um, with regard to that, we have to think about news being in the search. We have to think about adverts being in search. If it's a local company, <laughs> it's going to be pushed down even further. All of the things that come in regard to or, or normal SEO and normal search marketing are going to affect, uh, and also some of them are potential answers, by the way, to negative,
positive aspects um, that are out there for your business, your brand. And, the, and that's what it means when we say reputation management. It is about managing your reputation using whatever means are necessary for the task at hand. Some are going to be handled in certain ways and others in other ways again. Hopefully, an easy way would be if you, some of these companies are using your trademark in a manner that you wish they didn't and don't have the legal reason to. So you can speak with the legal team, whether it be in-house or via experts. Anyway, I'm waffling on here, but uh, I'm seeing here that uh, SEO idiot in the chat room uh, has posted a headline from The Independent, a UK national newspaper. He survived the Twizzler, but will HF5N1 finish off Bernard Matthews? The Twizzler was, uh, uh, again, bad management by Bernard Matthews. The Turkey Twizzler gained an infamous, infamous uh, um, uh, target over here for, for uh, the overall consensus of the terrible style of food that we give our kids at school. Huge campaigns, it went to Parliament, there was Tony Blair involved, who's had his own reputation management actually taken care of via Google, um, but that's a different thing entirely. And uh, I'm just being told by Derek that 34% turkey, you see, anything where a percentage is lower than 100% doesn't really sound like meat to me. Anyway, Mikkel, you carry on, pal, I'm just waffling and going around in circles. No, that's fine, uh, because you're, you're saying a lot of the same things that, that I was just uh, thinking. And, uh, uh, you know, the first thing of, uh, we just talked about was the whole identification issue. Uh, another thing that's important or interesting to talk about is uh, you kind of touched a little bit. What kind of damages can you uh, expect from having a bad reputation in search? And, and I'd like to talk about that for just a few minutes, um, because... It's it's really down to the basics of brand management. Why do you want to have a good brand? Well, you want to have a good brand so that when people see new products from you, they relate it to something comfortable or nice or trustworthy or whatever it is your brand stands for. A good brand can make it easier for you to market your products and sell your goods and get better conversions. It's 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 all about building a better company and the same good that all the good things to put into your brand can do for your business, the same bad things can go the other way around. Um, I've seen a whole range of different uh, different uh, scenarios from ranging from journalists that are researching issues in, in a business or maybe researching issues related to a certain uh, business, and, and they use search engines. Journalists use search engines more, more than anybody else, and if they find dirt uh, in, in, in search results about your company, that might might very well uh, be part of how they write that article. Um, I've seen that, uh, but I also seen more uh, more more direct examples. I'm working with a big client right now that um, <coughs> that just lost a major contract. We're talking millions in 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 in, in, in revenues because of one specific search result and they know exactly the search result they they and they know they lost this client uh, this account because of that uh, it's very easy to identify of course again cannot really give you the exact example uh, for natural reasons but um, you can lose big contracts because you have a bad reputation in search and i mean losing such big contracts is is you know that can be a lot of money and so that's why companies spend a lot of money managing their brand. And now what we're saying here is that maybe they should take just a little bit of what they spend on managing the brand and making sure that it's also managed in a professional way online. Michael, let, let me ask you this question. Do you think there'd be some value for a listener if we would just go through some of the, the real basic stuff? You know, if, if you, one, you've got to see if you've got a problem. That means watching your SERPs regularly whether it be manual automatic, forget all of that for a moment. Everyone can go to a web browser. Everyone can do their research for the stuff that matters for them. And everyone can periodically look at those search engine results, whether it be adverts, whether it be the news clips at the top of the page, or the organic stuff themselves. Should we, should we go through some real basic stuff here? Yep. Okay. Well, number one is let's identify what you're going to be searching for. The basics have got to be your company name. Now, we're called strangelogic.com limited, so you're going to search for that. You're going to search for strange logic. You're going to search for 
bad thing to rank for. Um, you're going to search for any of the senior management. If you're a company that has certain products, and we'll take Bernard Matthews again, Turkey Twizzler. You don't want to rank badly and to defame your products that you have on there. So knowledge is king here, but it is only the starting point to let you know that you have a problem. Once you know that you have a problem, you can react to that problem and put your reputation management plan into place. Yeah, so you're pointing out a very, interest, uh, very important thing here is that it is actually about opening your browser, doing the search, looking at the results. I mean, theoretically, of course, you could totally automate everything, uh, but it, it, it needed to be in a way so that this automation could actually go to a website and understand whether it's good or bad or just a little good or a little bad, you know. Uh, and that, that, that is very difficult for machines to do. That's what humans do really well. <laughs> we can go to a blog or discussion forum or a web page or a site and, 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 and instantly get an, an understanding of whether this is negative or how negative it is or if it's positive, whatever. So we actually have to go there and do those searches and go to those sites and get an understanding of how they are. Are they positive? Are they neutral? Are they bad? You know, and get that, that, that understanding across the different kind of keywords that, that, that Jason was just pointing out that you need to understand. There's a lot of work there, but it's work that any individual within a company can do because being forewarned is forearmed. Now, there's a lot of companies that quite simply aren't going to do this or I haven't got the spare results, so speak to a specialist. Whoever that specialist may be, whether it's me, whether it's Mick, or whether it's anyone else out there, um, speak to somebody um, or do it yourself. It's fine, it doesn't matter what way, but once you know you have a problem, you can't just sit there and go, what the hell am I going to do? And um, having said that, uh, I think we're going to jump into a quick commercial break. Uh, the sponsors of the show like to have a word as well. And we're going to be back in a few minutes, and we're going to talk more about reputation management. And more specifically, we're going to talk about what you can do about it. So if you roll it at it, we'll be back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> hey, all you affiliates out there, this one's for you. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com. XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash web radio. That's Ingenio.com slash web radio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point with uh, Jason Duke and Michael Gmip this time. And we are live and it's February 5 today. Anyway, we were talking about reputation management and we're going to continue with that for just a little more. Um, we talked a whole lot about how you identify um, whether or not you have a problem in search. And uh, we talk about the various issues for, um, for, 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 for how this can impact your, 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 your brand. And um, we talk a little bit about, uh, briefly talk about what you can do about it. And that's what we're going to talk more about now. Because one thing is that, um, that you actually identify that you have a problem. That's good. Now you know it. 
monitoring it. Uh, next thing, of course, is you want to do something about it. And um, from my point of view, you know, what I see is a lot of clients or a lot of companies these days, when they see, when they, see they have a problem, typically if it's like one or two other websites that are saying something really bad about their brand and they're ranking in the top, uh, my, <laughs> I actually, you know, I, I, you know, I say all kinds of shit online. So I actually do rank for a couple of companies on page one, Google for their brand name, and I'm saying some really bad stuff about them. So um, <laughs> I, I know how to how, to, how to sometimes voluntary on monetary create that that <laughs> that brand uh, reputation. You know, when 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 companies see sites like that, they generally just want to get rid of it. So what I see a lot of times is that the first one they call is their lawyer. In my humble opinion, that's wrong, because the lawyer can only see the legal aspects. They don't understand search. They don't understand what goes on, um, and they don't see other solutions than than legal solutions. And you know, from my point of view, you should either do your homework yourself, as, as uh, Jason was pointing out, or hire somebody to do it for you, and take it from a search strategy point of view. As Jason was saying, it's, it's pretty much just uh, very much about SEO. So take it from a from a uh, from an, uh, an SEO point of view first, and say, okay, what can be done about this? And as one of the things that can be done sometimes is definitely um, uh, dealing with it from a from a legal manner. If what people are writing on 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 the web page you don't like is illegal, and if the people well, that, that are writing me... it is within your Jurisdiction. Uh, I will say that jurisdiction where you have the ability to to battle. Um, go ahead and and kill the website if 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 you think you can do that. But very often, let me also say, Mikko, I'm going to butt in here that yes. reputation management done badly is a terrible, terrible thing. And what one of the examples you can give over recent times is with um, both of our good friends, um, Aaron Wall. They went straight in. We were talking about a certain company who, who shall remain nameless, but uh, 1P and TP, everyone will know who I mean, top position there, is, is a company went straight in with the lawyers. They were trying to maintain their reputation, but they were wrong and lost the court case. In fact, there's no reason for me to hide it. They lost the court case. Aaron was proved right in the courts. Aaron was also saying everything that was correct. So by jumping straight in with the lawyers, with the lawyers taking a legal view, if we remember what happened with the case, the blogosphere, the internet, the print media, the TV, um, and almost definitely the radio as well, I'm not sure, came in to support Aaron. And the problem that they originally had with one or two sites that are out there that we can now say we're telling the truth, suddenly turned into thousands of sites. So reputation management, especially online, has to be handled in a manner that, um, by a person or a group of people that understand the environment they're operating in. Using yeah. the legal route isn't necessarily the right way to go. But having the lawyers as one potential weapon in your armory to protect yourself it's it's sensible and uh, and and a right to be there, but I don't want to say that going straight off to your lawyer, say fire off a letter, threatening court action, etc., is right because quite often it can come and bite you fucking hard in the ass. Yeah, and sorry, that's I just wanted to get that in that there. If you if your first call is to your lawyer, what he can do is act in a lawyer way. That's what lawyers do, you know. <laughs> so they fire off their usual threatening letters. But if you do that to the wrong blogger, <laughs> you know, and he starts blogging about it and telling his friends about it, then suddenly, as you say, you have thousands of websites out there uh, talking bad about you because of one stupid letter from your lawyer. Uh, but I must say that in other, um, in other situations, uh, using the lawyer to solve a, a clear illegal website a website maybe that have copied all your texts or a website that are saying things that are that are completely lies and 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 um, and, and liable or whatever legal term you use around the world um, there's there are certain things that are just you know straight illegal and even if you know if if they're all on top of that are within your jurisdiction and you know exactly who they are uh, blah 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 
then it may be a good idea to go uh, the legal way and take it away, uh, take the site um, out uh, in that way. But you're you're right, Michael. I just want to say. I would say the majority of cases where the legal solution is not what you should choose. Yeah, and you, you said exactly what I was going to say. Let, um, is that the lawyers are a superb resource to have, and you should have them in your armory. But if you use them as your first port of call, without understanding already the marketplace that you operate in and the area that you have a problem, you're giving yourself a big potential problem down the line. Because the, the, the definition of brand management and reputation management isn't about what's true. It's about what people believe to be true. Yeah, you may exactly. be proven right long term, three years later when the court's given its judgment, but for three years, people believe what they read and what they see. And in three years' time, have the search engines changed? Maybe, maybe not. But there's been three years where you go online, people believe what they read and what they see is that your brand is bad and you may have made your case worse. So handle it in a careful manner. Speak to a specialist. Use a lawyer. Yeah, that, and that's maybe exactly one of them. where now we're getting to the point of, of, of what makes this so much different than than um, than a newspaper. You know, if if a newspaper throw a really bad front page uh, on your brand uh, or your political party or whatever person it is, um, that front page is going to be gone and forgotten in a few days, yep. uh, and nobody's ever going to see it again except for a few people researching historical newspaper uh, <laughs> archives. Exactly. Let, let, me give, let, me give you, let me give you a brand management problem that I know is about to happen. It's, in fact, it's almost definitely happening right now. Let me just do a quick search. Um, I'm searching for a, a gentleman's name called Dave David Pestanek. Um, um, I believe he works and uh, is involved with uh, a pay-per-click company known as Didix.com. Um, have you heard about a few competition or one specific competition that's uh, happening at the moment? Yeah. Michael? Um, this competition, I was just uh, looking for the link here because um, it was announced on Threadwatch. I'm just going to post a link in, um, in the chat room. Uh, the ID of this um, is 11507 if you go to threadwatch.org and, and, and check it out. This is where, where it was launched. Um, well, we've we got to take a, a little bit of history uh, for, uh, to understand this. Um, the Peganac is uh, uh, Julius uh, from, from, from another, um, from a PBC uh, management company. I think that's right to say that's primarily what they do, yeah. I believe. Um, very nice people, by the way. Um, but he's been saying some really ridiculous things about uh, um, SAO and and um, he's you know basically going around this whole thing about SAO not be, being rocket science and that's like baking a cake uh, on the other hand PPC is so very advanced and blah 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 a whole lot of you know to say, say right off bullshit in my mind but anyway people got so tired of him I'm not really been that upset about it it's just you know kind of been thinking that it's, it's kind of stupid but um Never mind. In, on Threadwatch, they, they then launched a new and very interesting um, uh, competition, SEO competition. You know, the, the usual ones where you pick a keyword and everybody has to try and and, um, and, uh, and and be number one for that keyword. And, the you know, you set a date and the website that turns out to be number one win a prize. You know, but, you know the usual contest. Michael, can I, let me butt in. I just want to, again, I've seen the second superb advert on Google tonight. I did a search for the name, David Pasnick, and who do I see an advert there, a pay-per-click advert but from my good friend and yours too, uh, Michael Gray over at wolfhow.com. Uh, what an advert. SEO tips from a pay-per-click firm? Does your banker fix your car? Get SEO advice from a real SEO, wolfhow.com. <laughs> That is the way to go, Michael. That is something I've got to take my hat off to. Michael, if you're listening, that's fucking superb, pal. And it actually sums it all up. Does your banker fix your car? Yeah, can you say better than that? Anyway, so so this this is launched and it's running now, and and you can go and check out the status on it on on Threadwatch, I'm sure. Uh, But anyway, it's it's a good. You know, because he came out, he said some ridiculous things, and, and you know, to all my belief, he said it to promote his uh, PBC business, 
which is fine. I don't care what people do to get in the media, but they have to back up or at least, you know, become a little more realistic once people question those things. Because one thing is to go out to the general press and talking shit like that, you know, but another thing is to uh, defend those kind of things amongst fellow professionals because it's bullshit, you know, most of the stuff he said about SEO, and now he's being hammered for it, you know, instead of just trying handling this in a more, I don't know, mature way or whatever, you know, but, but handling in a way where the whole SEO gangbang wouldn't go crazy, and now they have, or at least some have. So, um, yeah, you know, I expect, just as, well as, as you expect, uh, um, that in a couple of months, the search results are going to be so cluttered with bad-mouthing about Dave Pestenak that he's going to have to fight that for years and years to come, <laughs> to, to, you know, if he even can fight it. I don't know. Michael, let me, let me say, I don't, go in, science, so. I don't go in for SEO contests, but I'm really thinking I might go for this one. Um, just to prove a point, I'm pretty confident that, that I can rank well. I'll leave it as rank well uh, um, for the phrase. Um, but I'm also thinking, is ranking well good enough? I think I need to go after didit.com. What do you think if, if I were to search for didit at the moment as a, as a hyphen, if I, I should rank now, I'm just looking there. We've got a .gov at number two, did hyphen it. Um, that's what we're up against. It's got to beat the Wikipedia, um, Amazon, Inc. There's some big sites there. Anyway, it was it was not really to get too deep into that whole um, the whole case itself, but more no, indeed. The, 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 to illustrate that that we are seeing now a potential search reputation management issue kind of go out of uh, uh, out of control here. Uh, Let me just say, I don't, I don't because, think that's yeah, what they I just want to, did it, I just want to quickly say, is what they want. <laughs> the only time you don't have to do your own reputation management is when you're a president or a prime minister of a country because Google do it for you. Yeah. That's a question and I want to yeah. ask you, Mikkel. Do you think that the Google bomb thing was manual, or do you think it was a filter? Because that's reputation management, and uh, yeah. it was Google doing it for them rather than uh, um, someone undertaking their own management. Yeah, I think I'm going to wait uh, just a few minutes to answer that, uh, because before that, we're just going to jump into a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes, so stay with us. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point for the last 15, 15, 20 minutes left before we have to... Um, About that. 
Uh, yeah, time is running fast, uh, and we have been talking about reputation management uh, all day. We just uh, touched on the Dave Pestanak uh, SEO contest uh, case, and uh, now we moved into the Google anti-bombing field, because that's got something to do with reputation management as well. Uh, you know, um, I hope most of you probably know about Google bombing, um, the, 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 the method of creating a ton of links to a specific web page uh, with a specific link text that is not a text on that page and making a rank for that term. So you all remember that uh, Tony Blair used to rank for liar and George Bush used to rank for miserable uh, failure. And um, Google then came out, like what was it, like a couple of weeks ago or something, came out and said that they now have a new filter in place that can limit all that Google bombing. So Google bombing is now history. I, I think maybe it, it became too embarrassing for Google that you could actually manipulate results in that way. So they came out and said that he has these perfect filters. And to illustrate it, we all went and, and searched for, um, for uh, liar and for miserable failure. And um, so hence, um, we, we all thought that they now have these perfect filters. But do they? You know, I don't think, I'm not sure they do. <laughs> I don't you know, know what, what you think about it. I'll tell you what I think about it, Michael. If I were a cynical man, and I'm not saying I am, but there's two guys there, both world <laughs> And, uh, Michael, are you pressing buttons? I think that there's some machinery in my house pressing buttons. I think it's my alarm system, so I'm just going to go down and pull the plug. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on talking <laughs> while you wander off. And, uh, you know, I think if I was a cynical person, I'd say that Google are a huge, worldwide, massive corporation. They're bigger than most established businesses out there. They've already been got into the lobbying field for certain things, um, copyright being one of them, and many other things over in Washington. And they've got two world leaders that are soon, relatively soon, going to be out of the job. Tony Blair's already said that he's going to be quitting. Doesn't say when, but he's going to be quitting soon. And Mr. Bush is, is going to be ending his presidency at the turn of the next election. He's had his two terms. Now, if I were Google and I wanted someone with weight to lobby on my behalf, I'd be looking at one or the other or maybe both of these guys to come and assist me because they, these guys have the ear of the, what will be the influencers. They are the influencers. They are the guys that take the action now. But when... They are unemployed. Let's let's put it that frankly. When they're unemployed, they will be looking for a job. They will be looking for tens of thousands of jobs, probably, and taking directorships all over the place. But who would be better to have on your team to speak to the U.S. Congress? Who would be better to speak to your, to the European Parliament than George Bush or Andor? Tony Blair with, with the power. So if, if you were taking that thought at Google, wouldn't you want to remove some of the reasons that you may not have the best light in their eyes? If you were Tony Blair, do you want to rank for liar? If you were George Bush, would you want to rank for failure? Now, historically, Google have always said that they are, I have an algorithmic search engine and they are going to leave it working that way. And that the world has said that, um, that the world has said that George Bush is a failure, so therefore the ranking will stand. The same for Tony Blair and Liar. There's also been religious aspects. And if you search for Jew historically, there was uh, uh, an anti-Semitic site that was ranking for that. And there was even a Google advert, and there still is. We're disturbed about these results as well. Please read our notes here. The Google advert is still there from Google. And they give a big explanation as to why that they're um, an algorithmic-powered search engine. It uses thousands of factors to calculate a page relevancy, and sometimes subtleties of language cause anomalies to appear that cannot be predicted. And the search for Jew brings up one such unexpected result. So why is that result there if Google Bomb is still being fixed? Why does, when you search for click here, Adobe come up number one? I'll tell you the reason. There's a bucket load of links out there all pointing to Adobe Acrobat Reader download page because there's sites out there that have PDFs that say, if you don't have Adobe Acrobat Reader, click here. That's 
why they rank. Is the text on the page? I don't know, to be honest, but you know what? I'm going to go and have a look. Now, if they say that they have fixed um, Google bombs, if they have said that they, you cannot manipulate the search engines with enough links, if they have said that miserable failure and liar were historically bad results, why have they, number one, changed the results now? And so how have they done it? I think some of the evidence, I won't say all, I haven't spent my lifetime researching this, some of the evidence points to it being a manual exclusion from those results. Now, Matt Cutts opened his blog, I'm sure I read it there, but I may be wrong, but said, no, this is algorithmic, and thanks to two guys spending time and their 20% time to, to fix what they see as a problem. But I'm, I'm looking now, I'm looking at the Adobe page. Um, I'm going to see and look at the source, come on computer, do your job, um, to see if the words click here, and they're not. The page that I got for Adobe ranking click here, the words click here are not on the page. Now, Mikko, I don't know if you're back yet, are you? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I've seen similar things. Uh, I don't think, you know, that, that I, let me tell you, you know, that there's a couple of reasons I don't think that they actually done a, a algorithmic change. And if they did, it's not really working. Uh, I've seen it happen before. Uh, I remember at least a couple of times, uh, if we go back some years, um, Google have announced that they now have a perfect anti-cloaking filter or a very good anti-cloaking filter system. And they typically announced it uh, just around the same time that they publicly humiliated some site that has been cloaking and, and excluding them. Then they go out and say, we have this filter in place and now we can remove the cloaked sites and go and see. Every single time they said that, you know, you and I both know that either they did not put those filters in place, or if they did, they just didn't work. So either they're lying or they're inco in incompetent. I don't know what is what is the least degrading, but, you know, that's the truth. And I believe that with this filter, that's exactly the same thing they did. They, they, they either did some filters that are so narrow and so specific that they only removed those top sites that we're all looking for, but they're not really solving any problem in, in a broad manner, or then have not done any filters at all, and they just hand removed it. I don't know for sure what exactly what they've done, but I see evidence like, like this one, uh, this example you just pulled, that uh, at least it's not working. You know what? Well, back to reputation management again. Could this be Google quite simply trying to maintain their reputation as a company arguably, as they put it, with morals that try to do no evil. And they suddenly change their viewpoint and says that it's wrong for these guys to, to rank for those terms. And so they're trying to maintain their reputation. As simple as that. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's only because Google has been so religiously saying for years that they don't want to change things manually and they don't want to do it all algorithmically, you know. That's the only reason this becomes an issue, because if the same thing was going on in Yahoo!, you know, Yahoo would just say, okay, but well, we just go in and remove it hand by hand, you know. They came out of, of being a directory. They have tons of uh, of editors there. They just go and do it by hand, and they have no problem with that. So, and, and, and if you ask me, that would be my natural response running a search engine. If I came across a couple or handful of really bad results that were creating a lot of um, negative uh, fun about my brand, I would go and fix it. If I had to fix it by hand, I would fix it by hand. You know, <laughs> why not? Um, but then again, so so you do you don't know exactly whether uh, Google finally came around and fixed this by hand and just claim they have a better algorithm, or if they made an algorithm that apparently are just not working very well. But um, time's gonna see, time's gonna tell. Uh, no, you're, you're right, Mikkel. You're right, Mikkel. It's. Uh it's one of those things that there is no perfect answer to, there's no imperfect answer to. But all of these things, whatever way you look at it, is to do with management of reputation and how people perceive and understand matters. Whether we're talking about Blair Bush, Google, your client name, an advertising agency, whatever it may be, it is all directly related to managing that brand and what people perceive with that brand. And uh, that, that, that's the thing that we're talking about here.
is yeah, um, and, and, and just to kind of finish off this show, I'd like to just spend the last couple of minutes on, on, on briefly talking about a little more about what you can actually do uh, about all this if you're not Google. I mean, Google is the only one that can actually hand-tweak the results if they want to, or they can algorithmically change them if they want to, if they can figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, for you and I, we cannot directly go and, and, and change anything in Google's index or Yahoo's index or any other index. Um, what we can do is, on one side, we can manage the PPP, PPC side of it. All the commercial results, we can, to some degree, manage it. Sometimes we can, uh, if you're playing in Europe, you can you can put in uh, restrictions on your brand terms. So um, if if it's a registered uh, trademark or brand, you can you can limit it so other people cannot use that. Uh, it's not always working perfectly, but at least you can filter out a lot of the bad PPCs that could be turning on on your on your brand names. So the PPC management part of it, I would say, is is kind of straightforward. Uh, but on the organic side. There's also tons of things you can do, ranging from very pure, organic, white hat stuff that can sometimes work under the right conditions. And, and of course, you can move into all kinds of more darky uh, stuff, uh, setting up multiple uh, automated sites and all kinds of things. And then, of course, there's a very dark area that are often discussed in... Um, in, um, in in SEO uh, professional environments and, 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 and conferences is can you kick a site? You know, basically a lot of the big companies that have come to me over time asking me to help them with this, you know, their first question has been, can you kick this site out of Google? And and that's all is often discussed, but um, and as we talk about on this show a few times before, you know, there are certain ways that under the right conditions, blah, 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 <laughs> that websites have been kicked from search engines, even though the search engines usually never like to admit that. <laughs> but you've seen that, uh, as, um, and you've, you've seen those examples too, Jason. I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that uh, uh, many people, myself included, ha have seen sites disappear from the SERPs when certain actions are undertaken knowingly or unknowingly um, by outside parties. Do you think that's tactful enough, Mikkel? Yeah. <laughs> I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I, th I, th I think we'll leave it there on that point. But uh, yeah, it, it, because, it's the reason we don't like to talk too much and too specifically about this is, of course, once you start moving into things like that and ideas about, you know, changing uh, the directions of the web and other people's right to publish stuff, you know, you're really moving into something that, in many cases, would actually be legal to do. You're moving into criminal areas, and and I don't want to I don't want to advertise any any criminal activities. You know, we may be black hats, but we're not criminals. There's a big difference. But the same, um, the same you know, time. So, and I don't want to recommend anybody doing things that 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 are criminal. I mean, things are criminal for a good reason, and uh, and and you don't want to spend your time in jails. So. <laughs> well, I've said it many times before, and I'll say it again. I'd like to see my kids grow up, and it's as simple as that. So the legalities are actually quite simple. If it's illegal, I won't do it. But you know what? The law's a very grey area. Yeah, and, and, and as I said, you know, there's a whole bunch of things you can do organically. Uh, it depends a lot. It, it, it's kind of difficult to, to come up with a lot of uh, specific uh, things for what you can do because it's, it's, it's basically a, a question of SEO. It's just SEO on steroids. Because I mean, let's okay, let's let's uh, let's talk about a brand that have a really bad search reputation. If that brand have like you know, you do a search for your brand name, and and maybe you're number one or number two or number three for your name, that's fine. But every single uh, of the results on page one, except for your one, and page two, and page three, and page four, is just bad, bad, bad websites talking bad stuff about you. If that's the case, I've seen cases like that in in, for instance, in the credit card business. Some credit card or, or, or transaction providers, I've seen them where 99% of the results were just really, really bad. Um, if that's the case, then you have to, I mean, it, it's doing SEO, but it's on a 50 or 100 times scale because you have Mikkel, to deal with outranking so many sites and not just one. Mikkel, let me give one sort of parting tip. Um, is that one domain name can only have a theoretical maximum two results per page, one and one indented. But subdomains, 
for every domain, host name, if you have a subdomain, that suddenly gets you four results from one main site plus one subdomain. If you have two subdomains, you have a theoretical six results you can have on a page. And slowly but surely, you may put yourself in a position where the sites that you don't want people to actually see on a brand management thing are being pushed down. Now, if you can't remove putting them in a position where people don't get to read the content is a good second place. So that's going to be my freebie for today. And uh, uh, again, good basic SEO advice. Um, what do you think, Mikkel? Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. And um, if you have any questions um, about reputation management, I'm pretty sure that we're going to talk more about it in future shows. It's uh, come around to stay, I'm happy to say. And um, I think uh, all of us need to be a lot more aware about that in the future. So um, I guess that's all for today. And um, thank you, Jason, for joining See you us. See you next week, guys. <laughs> As usual. It's nice to have you around again. And um, hope to see you all again next week. Thanks, Michael. Take care, everyone. We'll see you at SES London. Yep, sure.